And alas, we alight. Marin has gathered her things and prepared her wards. Gripping blade in one hand and rein in the other, she sets out for the island of Pongip. A long trek, to be sure. A journey that will be no trifle. Her stead in Sabin caught secure, perhaps she wonders if all of this will be worth it. If the debts of another lifetime truly are worth anything to the person she has become. We will see, dear audience. Welcome back, Welcome back. to Blood Gold. Hello, my darling. Hello. Diana, do you remember where we left off last session? If I trust my handy notes, mm-hmm. which are written here. Yeah, what what do your notes say? It says, visit the Hedwich in town of Bando, which it, is the note I needed last time, but not the note I need this time. And also the thing you explicitly decided not to do last yeah, session. Yeah, so it's super helpful. It's a very helpful note. Um, <laughs> It is actually helpful because it reminded me that I decided to not do that. So uh-huh. that is that is it's a helpful thing. Um, I believe we are about to leave town. Mm-hmm. Uh, last session there was an incident with goats, and there was packing and shopping, but all of those things have now happened. There mm-hmm. are no goats, mm-hmm. and we are, I believe, about to head out. Yes. So this actually. This transitions into an interesting question about the tone of our game and how we are going to handle the rules of Ryutama. Um, Because Ryutama is, it's kind of advertised as uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Oregon Trail or Studio Ghibli Oregon Trail um, and is very much based on brutality and also note keeping is actually a huge part of not just like the idea of Ryutuma, but it's actually baked into the rules. Uh, Players are supposed to take on three different roles, one of a map maker, um, a journaler, and the leader. Yeah. So the players themselves are sort of expected to take a very proactive approach, uh, a very, um, like, if you think of, like, playing JRPGs and having to take a lot of notes and stuff like that, which is what this is kind of based on. Yeah. So I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> so I'm going to have to practice that. Um, you were very kind and you gave me a map. I did. Uh, kind did of. Did I give you a map? You kind of gave me a map. Okay. Well, oh, you do have a map. I did give you a, a real a real map. I, this is such great audio. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that this circle here is where I am. We'll put it in the notes. We'll put this okay. map in the notes. Well, I. I'm just super zoomed in. So if you want to cut the rest of it out, it's not like I'll remember that I have this map. (laughs) I didn't remember I had it until you said map, that I was supposed to be a map keeper. Well, so so my question is, that's kind of Ryutama rules as written. Right. And I don't know, having not played a lot of Ryutama, that's not normally something that I would do. I think, like, to me, that's sort of like... In game, you found out an hour ago what you decided an hour ago what town you were going to go to, and you wouldn't have forgotten in an hour, but you forgot in two weeks. I I did. So even though the rules say that you need to be taking notes 
for this kind of thing. Should you? I don't know. I don't think so, right? I should tell you where to go, right? Yes, <laughs> because I don't take notes. And I, for every game I have ever tried to play, I always start off being like, I'm going to take notes. And then I will write down something useless, like visit the hedge witch in the town of Bando after I've already decided to not go to the town of Bando. <laughs> that is something that always happens to me. And so, yes, please tell me where I'm supposed to go. If I remember correctly, I'm going north. There were two towns in the north. And I picked one of them. <laughs> so I have some recollection. Mm -hmm. But that's about as far as that goes. So you decided that you were going to go to the town of Severir. Okay. I'm writing this down, though it won't matter. <laughs> you are going to the town of Severir uh, on your way north to the island of Pongip. I should probably write that one down. So if you look on this little map, that little town. This one? Yeah, that's Pont, uh, that's uh, Severir. Okay. And it's about a two days walk on the road through very deep, heavy forests. Mm -hmm. When we last left off, it was about, it was about noon, um, a little bit afternoon. You had gone shopping, uh, grabbed some supplies, and had a few conversations with your new kobold friends before deciding that you wanted to head out before it got too dark. Yes. And so I think, you know, we've packed Osmer, packed ourselves and are ready to head out. You're, you're... Yeah, I don't there wasn't anything else that I had wanted to do last session. Uh this is an aside. I can't remember if there was anything I wanted to do. So <laughs> there was nothing I wanted to do. So, so there's nothing that I wanted to do. Professional role players. I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. There is nothing that I wanted to do. So I believe we dip. Then I think our next step is to make a travel check. Yes. With a travel check, we roll strength plus decks for each party member. And our target number is the terrain plus the weather. This is deep forest but since you're walking along the road there's a clear road i think i'm going to make it level two rather than level three which is what the deep forest normally is you said i have to do this for every member so to clarify i am rolling three times because there are three members in my party i'll roll i'll roll for the two npcs i can i can roll that's not the problem i just wanted to make sure that i was understanding that correctly uh no yeah i think i'll well so that's up to you. I want to take this. I want to make this a. Uh, so I'm taking inspiration from JRPGs and thinking about like you ordering these two characters, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily controlling them outside of combat. Like you don't control them; you just order them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, in combat, you might control them. So. Really, it's up to you. Do, you. do you want to handle all the die rolls for them? Would you like me to handle the die rolls for them? What What are you feeling? Whatever is easier. Because it truly doesn't matter. Because I know during combat, they're mine. Mm -hmm. Everything else, I don't know that I, I care as much. Um, but for something like this, I don't mind rolling for them. Well, that's not a problem. I'm down to just to take the extra... I'm, I'm down to take that 
weight off of you so okay. you don't have to be tracking their like condition and everything because that's i'm gonna want to know what their condition and hp and stuff is yeah. um i'm not making a condition check i'm making a travel check right yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay so i will roll for them and that's strength plus dex <clears throat> okay well that's not great oh they did very well uh your target number was eight i failed so you're you're going to round your HP, or you're going to have your current HP rounded down. Okay. So let's um let's zoom out. Mm-hmm. Marin, Sorel, and Akrea start heading out, start heading through town, um, with Osmer clip clopping behind. Um, how's the travel go? <laughs> I think it's going poorly. I think the reason it's going poorly is because Marin knows there is a possibility this might be the last time she comes back to her farm. Like, she might be leaving it, and she might never be allowed back. Because it's not really hers. Mm. You know, she squatted there. Um, There's that. Two, she is starting this journey in the middle of the day, when she would have normally started a journey at the very beginning of the day. And... It was in the middle of a very emotionally exhausting day because not only did she have to go into town and find someone to help her keep her animals alive that she's kind of taken over. And she had to spend money on these companions of hers. (laughs) That was a sensor. But she also had that asinine conversation. Like she's like... It's funny, but she was annoyed about the whole goat thing when it was happening, right? Like, it's funny. It's a funny thing. But, like, it was another thing that she had to do before she could go on this journey that she doesn't want to make that is her paying back a debt. Like, she's got this all – she's got all of this mental load kind of sitting on her. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't done a journey like this in a long time. So even though she's gone into the woods for, like, you know, she's been gone for a day or two, maybe even three, this is – six plus weeks like this is a long time that she is gonna be gone she hasn't done a journey like this and she's not looking forward to sleeping on the ground again and you know like going hungry because you have to ration out your food like that's not stuff she's looking forward to so i think this is gonna be rough on her Mm -hmm. and i think she knows that going in what slows you down that you weren't expecting the excitement and curiosity from the Kobolds. Not really from Akraya. She's, I mean, she's taking in the sights. But really, Sorrel is just like, oh, my God, look at that thing. Oh, my God, what's that? Oh, my God, this is so exciting. And that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. If you've ever traveled with, like, a three- to six-year-old, even if it's a short walk to the bathroom from one room, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. And that's what this is. Sorrel keeps, like, trying to climb into uh Osmer's pack not to like ride in it but like trying to see in it mm-hmm. and so she's like jumping up like clawing on it and like trying to like open up the the chest that's on that's on Osmer's side and he, Osmer keeps um like and harumphing as as the three of you are making your way yep um and so I was like what did what did you get hey uh Marin Marin what'd you get did you get good food it smells really good in here what is this? Marin, Marin, what'd you get? Marin, what did you... 
Osmer, wait, hold on. Marin, what did you pack? And Marin keeps like turning around and like picking Sorel up and moving her away from Osmer and being like, if you keep annoying him, we will have to stop. Like, I know that it's not because of me. Osmer will just stop moving. Like, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm saying. I'm just like, you have to stop. Please stop. And that's all she keeps saying, just picking her up and moving her. Did you remember yeah. when you rolled your um your travel check, did you remember that your dex was improved right now because of your condition? My dex isn't improved. My intelligence is improved. Oh, you're in- you improved your intelligence? Yeah, okay. I improved my intelligence. Okay. I know, you're trying to help me out, and I appreciate it. Yeah. So... There the, was no way I was going to make an eight. <sighs> really? Yeah. What's your strength? You're, I roll, you're... No, I, I just rolled really poorly. Oh. <laughs> like, even if I improved that one, it just it wasn't going to work. I see. So the, the four of you are making your way um, through the... Through, along this road. And it is a pretty small rinky-dink road, but it is a road nonetheless. It is pretty well traveled because despite being far apart, Sabincott and Severir uh, are uh, trade a lot. Sabincott is one of the furthest most villages uh, from any city center. And um, in between Sabincott and the next big city is Severir and then a larger village and then the big city. So this is the road that goods get to Sabincott from the big city. Right. But that said, it's less traveled than major roads. Uh, it's mostly gravel. It's not like proper. It's it's more developed than just a dirt road, but it isn't like cobblestone or, or anything. It's just kind of a a gravel road. City and town chiefs like laid down gravel to to prevent anything from overtaking the road. So it's kind of rough going. How does Marin show that she's having a rough time with this trek? So physically, I think you see her hair start to come out of her braid a lot more. She's got that long braid and she keeps it long because it's easier to keep her hair out of her face, but her hair is like escaping now. And it's very like wisps of it are in her eye and she keeps like swatting it away um, I think she just looks disheveled. She's sweating like more than she should be. And I think she is, I actually think she's talking more, but it's like, she's snapping. She's being very like curt and abrupt and possibly even rude and mean. Whereas if she were having like an okay day or a normal day, she wouldn't be talking. She, but she wouldn't be correcting either, mm-hmm. but she's correcting a lot right now. Again, like you need to stop. He's gonna, he's not gonna move. You're slowing us down. Like, just curt, not pleasant words. Yeah. Uh, I think Akraya sees you struggling. Um, and at one point, after you have reprimanded Sorel, uh, Akraya comes up to you and she goes, Marin, are, are you okay? I think I like quickly glare at her, but I don't say anything because you. The sentence, I'm fine, has never been said by someone who is feeling fine. Mm. And Marin knows that. So she wouldn't say that. Um, but she also wouldn't tell, she wouldn't tell Akraya the truth. Mm. So I think she just like shoots her like a really quick glare and then just looks forward again. Uh, I think Akraya goes, um, 
My, um, I, I'm like, I keep wavering on a voice for Akraya. My, uh, paws are actually starting to hurt. Could, would you mind if we waited a moment? I don't think Marin says anything. I think she just stops in the middle of the road and stops Osmer in the middle of the road. And for like a good, uncomfortable amount of time, like, like a good seven to 10 seconds, just stares ahead stopped in the road and then kind of quickly like after that like weird amount of pause Mm -hmm. kind of just walks Osmer over to some of the grass like nearby and sits down but i'm i'm still not saying anything other than like stop touching that don't do that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i'm yeah akraya is looking around just sort of like at her at y'all surroundings and she turns to sorrel and uh asks Sorrel to go. Um, she goes, Sorrel, um, can you go? And there were some uh, flowers a little ways back. Could you go pick some of them and bring them back to me? And Sorrel kind of like stands up straight and like, yes, ma'am. And like runs down the road. And Akraya comes over and um, comes up to you and uh, sits down. And she says, uh, thank you very much for agreeing to do this for us. We, I know this is hard. I think Marin takes a moment. I'm trying to decide if she responds curtly or if she responds honestly. And I think she does both. So I think Marin um, doesn't respond right away. She takes a moment. She takes a deep breath. And she goes, I didn't have much of a choice. McCray nods. Um, and she goes, that's probably true. But not much of a choice is still a choice. And then you hear Sorel yelling <laughs> and then running back up to you, like the group. Yeah. And she's kind of like huffing and she goes, there was, um, there was a big snake. There was, but I got the flowers, Akraya. <laughs> and she holds out the flowers and Akraya takes them and she goes, thank you very much, Sorel. Um, so Akraya is actually going to, I'm going to take some of Akraya's HP away. Not Akraya, Sorrel's. And, uh, Akraya takes out her, uh, water pack or her water skin that you bought her. And, um, she takes out a little bowl and she starts like mashing these, these blue flowers with this water. And then she goes, uh, she turns to you with this, with this bowl of this mushed paste. And she goes, can you... Um, can you lean forward a little bit, Marin? No. Marin, this will make you feel better. Marin just stares at her for like a minute. Just, just bend down. I I need to put this on your neck. And like so slowly and so hesitantly, Marin bends down a little. Keeping, like maintaining eye contact the whole time so that if she has to like throat punch somebody, she will. (laughs) Um, and, uh. Akraya kind of reaches up and she smears this, um, this like very, it's, it's almost become like a lotion now. It's not really a paste. It's a lotion that kind of, you can feel it kind of, um, like hydrating into your skin and kind of like absorbing into your skin. And, um, it does make you feel quite a bit better and is going to heal you for 15 HP. 15? 15. I'm back to max. All right. Woot. That's so pleasant. It's so nice having some magic. Slash the GM be in charge of my party. <laughs> That's so kind. Listen, we're we're just starting out. I don't want things to get. Yeah, it's I don't want to li- kill Marin. It's a little crazy that like 
before I even start my journey, I was at half HP, which I know is like a system thing. And I know there's a, a lot of reasons for that, but like, that's a little crazy. I like do, took one step off my lawn and was like, oh no, I'm dying. <laughs> I think we'll, we will figure out how to do that better as we go. So one thing I'm the uh, the kobolds each have one skill each from a class, and I gave Akreya healing, which allows you to use healing herbs to heal someone. Yeah. Um, but she did not have, she does not have herb finding, so her ability to get herbs is a little difficult. Yeah. Maybe. So I wouldn't count on that happening a whole lot. I don't anticipate it happening a whole lot. Um, unless you want to buy a bunch of herbs. No, each stop. thank you. Might be the way this goes. Um, but yeah, she rubs this lotion on your neck and you kind of feel this this cool um, like vapor rub, menthol minty feeling kind of like start from your feeling. throat and kind of spread over your chest. Yeah, I love that feeling. That's the best. Um, and Akraya... Looks up and she goes, are you feeling better? I grunt. <laughs> so I'm acknowledging her. It's an, it is an upgrade. Mm-hmm. It might not feel like one, but it is. I grunt and I'm just like. Like I make like little noises. And then I brush myself off, get up and nudge Osmer back onto the road. Because you can't make Osmer do anything. You just have to nudge <laughs> and hope. Okay. I think if we do get started on walking. Mm-hmm. um. After a little bit, I kind of like whisper a thank you kind of to mm-hmm. Akraya without looking at her. Okay. I still don't quite know how to play her. So if I go back and forth on her personality a little bit, it's because she's still figuring herself out. I think you've been pretty consistent with Marin so I'm far. I'm trying to, but I'm trying to not also have her be like a cold-hearted bitch the entire campaign. So I need her to warm up a little. I want to earn. I want to earn it. <laughs> I want to earn Marin not being cold-hearted. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, I don't like lean in whisper. I just kind of like, I'm looking straight ahead. I don't even look at Akraya and I'm just like, thank you. And that's it. And there's no, it's very clear. I don't want a discussion about this. I don't want to say anything else. I'm just moving forward. Yep. And we see the, the you and Osmer kind of get back on the road and Akraya and Sorel kind of like hopping along to, to catch back up as um, the sun is shining down through uh, through the trees. Hello again, my darling. Hello. How are you doing today? I am doing both good and bad. Oh? Yes. Unfortunately, today we had to lend our dog... To my mom. Oh, yeah. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. Because um, we are growing a gremlin, and that requires a hospital stay. Dogs require walking. Yeah. And with the current climate, we have no idea how things are going to go. Right. So it was sad, but we had to do it. However, my mother knows her daughter very well, and she gave me a lot of bread. <laughs> and so I'm very happy about the bread. So, mixed bag of feelings. So, uh, I forgot to say who we are and what this is. Oh, yeah, that would be helpful. Uh, We are Heart Points, though um, you may already know that. Hello and welcome to Heart Points. This is Series 2, Blood Gold, Episode 5. I am your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. And we have bread. 
And we have, but like, but he, like to be clear, it's not like slices of bread. It's not Italian bread. Blech. It is, <laughs> it is Portuguese rolls. And most of you listening have no idea what that is because your grocery stores. They sell Portuguese rolls at Giant. They sell grocery, they sell Portuguese rolls at Giant near Portuguese communities. None of our grocery stores around here sell them. None of them do. They look like, kind of, they look like big Italian hoagie rolls, kind of. They're just but like really fat. They're bread. But they're not. But they're but they're hard on the outside and ooey gooey on the inside. Like bread is. Not all bread is like this. <laughs> some bread is hard all the way through, mm. and some of it is soft all the way out. And this is both, and it's delicious. And it's so good. And I want to give you all the gift of the actual name of this so you can look up the recipe and you can look up how delicious this bread is. It's called Papu, P-A-P-O, Seku, S-E-C-O. So look it up and be jealous that you don't get to eat it, but I do. Ha 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 ha. She gave me like 12 rolls. I'm like so excited. It was really funny because you didn't know we were getting it. So we were like sorting through the stuff that your mom gave us, including like a bunch of masks and fabric and stuff. And then at the bottom, there's just this huge bag of bread. And I thought you were going to cry. (laughs) I was very close to it because I'm not, that reaction was not a pregnancy reaction. Like I, (laughs) I, I feel like I've had some irrational reactions because of pregnancy but that reaction wasn't that that reaction was 100 percent because i love bread (laughs) and i love that bread and it's hard to get where we are so word of warning those of you who are enmeshed in a neighborhood culture or in like a like a nationality culture or like a religious culture, whatever. If you happen to live in a place where you get to express that culture and then you decide to move somewhere else, get that shit on lock and send it with you and have someone regularly send you that stuff. Like I don't, I didn't realize how much I would miss access to Portuguese things. I just miss access to randomly go down to the Portuguese store and go get some Portuguese things. The closest I have is Brazilian, and all of that is spicy. And I don't handle spice well. I'm sorry. It's not the same. I'm sorry. It's not the same. Hey, Diana. We should probably play the game what again. Do you, <laughs> what, how, how are you feeling about our game this week? I love it. Yeah? I do. I still, still not sure if I've got the greatest handle on Marin, but she has not tried to stab anybody in the taint. So already different character. So, yep, yeah, we're in a good place. Also, just just as a quick plug, if you like hearing Diana go on tangents and you need more of Diana going on tangents, please check out our Patreon where we do a monthly campfire pod um, where I have much less control over what <laughs> Diana can talk about. I have something called K-Drama Corner or K-Pop Corner or K-Corner. It depends on whatever I want to talk about that week. Mm-hmm. And I will just talk about a lot of things. Yep. So, uh, sorry. Um, bread is good. Diana has opinions. And Raitama is fun. I've never had an opinion about bread. Sourdough is gross. Okay. I'm, we're I know. I'm about fight. to start a fight. I know. So, uh, yeah, I think we should probably get back to our game. Probably. There's no sourdough, which makes it a good game. I'm so angry. So, 
four of you keep going along, following this winding path through um, this very thick evergreen forest um, with pine trees kind of rising up, towering. Uh, and um, you can't, you can see on either side pretty decently, but not terribly far. And um, there's the smell of, of pine needles in the air, um, this kind of uh, sweet citrusy smell just kind of permeates the forest. You can hear birds um, and um, saurians kind of crying out in the, in the trees. And eventually you can see up ahead um, in, on this curving path, there is someone in a in on the side of the road just kind of sitting on an overturned wagon and he has uh like boxes and goods kind of like strewn or kind of like stacked up and he has two large goats two great goats of course he does are uh grazing uh, on the side of the road, like uh, in a ditch on the side of the road. Yeah. And um, Sorel draws her sword and she goes, a bandit. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I think Marin chuckles a little. And she goes, no, no, not a bandit. Someone in need. And um, Marin starts moving towards the overturned wagon mm-hmm. and man. Uh, and this uh, this gentleman is younger than you, uh, has like kind of a, a, a bushy brown beard. Uh, he's got a big floppy hat and he waves. Um, and I think you can tell that he looks a little, he, he's like waving to you as you're approaching. And then as you get closer, when he notices your age, I think he looks a little, he goes, oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> Kind of like r- r- scratches the back of his head. Tries to turn that wave into something else. Like, oh no. Uh, no yeah, no. He's like still, he's still like jovial, but yeah. um, he doesn't, he's kind of like, Ugh. and his uh, his goats are, gra- are, are grazing. They're, they're these big, massive blue furred goats um, that uh, have hitches on their backs f- to carry the wagon. And it's kind of on its side and a, a wheel, one of the wagon wheels is broken off. Mm. And he goes, um, good afternoon, miss. Good afternoon. As you can see, I've run into a bit of trouble. I was, uh, you wouldn't happen to know how far I am from Sabincott, would you? I would, actually. And I tell him the distance in whatever the distance is and the, the metric that we use. Four oxen. I don't know. <laughs> a kilometer. That's a made-up thing. Because I don't know what a kilometer is. I do. I do. I mean, I don't. I, I'm mathematically. We've established that I don't. I, I have know. no concept of scale whatsoever, I, which math- is going to be a problem this series. Yeah. Mathematically, I know what a kilometer is, but in real life, I have no idea. I also don't know what a mile is, but that's not here or there. It's neither here nor there. Nor. Yeah. Mm. Nor there. It doesn't matter. I give him the thing. Mm. I give him the information he's looking for. I don't have any skills to, like, fix a thing. I could try, but I don't have any skills to fix a thing. But I offer. I go, do, do you want to try to fix it? I would greatly appreciate the help. I tried to fix it myself. Unfortunately, I don't think I have the tools to manage this on my own. 
I happen to have a repair kit. Do you really? I do. I actually happen to have a repair kit. I legit have one. <laughs> and it's handy tools to make repairs with. Okay. That's the definition. I wrote it down. See, I take some notes. <laughs> and, so, and so I pull out my tools and I go, well, let's get to work. Uh, and he looks it over and he goes, oh, this is actually exactly what I, I think between the two of us, we'll, we have the tools to, we can probably make this work. Uh, and he, he hops down or he has hopped down. He like brings you over to his, uh, to the axle. Um, and you can see that, man, now I need to think of how it's broken. Um, <laughs> it's broken in a way that our two tools can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, all right, so here's what happened. One of the bolts connecting the wheel to the axle got ripped out. And it's all wood, mm-hmm. um, except these, like, this rim and bolts connecting the wheel to the axle are metal. Um, and he, he can't, like, d- get all these repairs done. And he kind of leans over and, he, and he's like, oh, here, can you, can you help me? Can you hold this? Can you, like, and, like, the two of you start working on this. Yep. Um, can you give me a dexterity intelligence check? Sure. And this. Oh wait, um, <clears throat> intelligence is my one that is highlighted or whatever. Yep, that got bumped up. I bump it up to the next size up, right? Yep. Okay. These are shitty dice. Can I roll again? <laughs> uh, what did you roll? I rolled a combined three. I had the potential of a fourteen, <laughs> and I rolled a three. These are terrible dice. No more. Th- no more of these. They're terrible. So yeah, you you're gonna fail that. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Mm-hmm. And I think he. I think the two of you are working on this. And he goes. He goes. Oh wait, no. Um, sorry. Hold on. Don't do that. Can you just actually? Can you just let me? Can I just borrow that tool? Actually, she stares at him in serious contemplation about whether or not she's going to give him her tool. <sighs> And then she gives him the tool. Yes. Uh, thanks. Um, what brings you out here? Are you are you a merchant? No, just traveling. He kind of looks over your shoulder and looks at the two kobolds that are like just talking to one another and goes, "Traveling with with kobolds, eh? Are, are you a um, sort of ambassador? You could make that assumption. All right." <laughs> Uh, and he kind of like starts putting this stuff together, um, and he goes, "It looks like we're it looks like we're still missing a piece. I don't know what to do about this. Um, the the bolt ripped a hole in the hinge, um, and without some sort of putty or glue, I don't I don't know what we can do to to keep it secure in there. I don't have that in my inventory, but there is a healer." Who maybe could help. I think I say something like, um, I'm sorry, I don't think I have anything like that. I can ask one of the kobolds if they have any ideas, but I'm sorry, I think my help might be running out here. He, he nods. He goes, no worries. Um, you know, this this has fixed a lot of the structural damage. If, so, if I can figure something out for the, just to hold it all together, then... Um, then I, I think I should be okay. So, couldn't you use rope? Mm, Is that a dumb question? She doesn't no, say the I, dumb question part. Uh, yeah, I suppose I could if I could 
fiddle around with this. I could probably just tie it all together really tightly. Um, that might work. I have some rope. Oh, thank you. I give him my rope. How much rope do I give him? Um, I think a full... Uh, why don't you... Because a full thing of rope is a certain amount. But I think it's 10 feet. It's 10 meters. 10 meters? 10 That's meters. so much rope. But I have... I feel like we discussed that I would be able to cut some of it if I needed it. Yeah, why don't you just decrease the durability by one? Okay. It is a durability of one. So then it's a durability of zero? It's a durability of one? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. How many uses of this do you have? 10 meters. All right. Yeah, let's say... I um, mean, I'll use the whole thing. I'm offering to help, so... Mm -mm. Well, no, Because one of the... Well, one of the kobolds has rope. So it's not like I'd be out rope. I still have rope available. No, that me. doesn't make sense. All right, let's just say you cut you cut a length of rope. Okay. I will decrease the, the meters. I'll write less meters. Okay. I will. All right. I'll, I'll make it seven meters. I don't know. I don't think he needs three meters. I don't think he does either, but I'm trying to be fair to this system. Oh, you're fine. So um, he, uh, he ties this off and kind of like writes the wagon and kind of shakes it a little bit. And it's kind of like wobbling. Um, he's like, I think that's going to do it. I think I'll be able to make it to Saving Cot on this. Thank you so much. I uh, I was really afraid that I was... Your kobold's trying to get on my great goat. Could you stop... She, she does that. Um, can I have my tool back, please? Uh, yeah, yeah. Could you tell her to get off the... Yes, here's your tool. Thank you. And then I turn, because I was not turning until I got my tool back. I turn and I go, get off! <laughs> Sorrel kind of like... Scampers away from this great goat. And this this guy uh, kind of like starts picking up his stuff and loading it back on. And he goes, I motion the kobolds over to help. Great. Yeah. And they, they, they do. And he's, he's like very, he's kind of like scared to, to be near them. Yeah, I thought he would he be. But he still does like, he still takes it from them and puts it up. It's a dominance play. <laughs> and uh, he goes, um, I would be careful if you're heading... Along the road, uh, there was a herd of equinapes that did this to my wagon. I didn't notice a fawn until it was too late on the side of the road. The whole herd came after me, and as far as I know, they're still up there. About how far up? Mm. And he can give me some sort of number. Yeah. And then I thank him. And I say, thank you for that warning. Good luck getting to Saban Cot. And then I give him the name of, like, a good t tinkerer. Wagon fixer. Okay. Stay Wheeler. Wheeler. Wood woodsman. Metalwork. What? Who do you recommend? Who fixes wagons? <laughs> I don't know. I I recommend the person who fixes wagons. Mm -hmm. Good luck. He, he nods and thanks you. And we're off to see the wizard. We're off to see the wizard because there's the three. Because I thought it was a funny image. <laughs> it's just silly. Okay. Um. The uh. Yeah. Uh. He he starts loading his stuff back up and um. I think Sorrel goes, so he wasn't a bandit? No, no, I told you he wasn't. Should we No. take his things? No, we shouldn't take his things. Who's going to carry his things that we take? We would take the goats. I don't want the goats. We're not riding goats. And I imagine that this conversation is happening as we are walking <laughs> away from him. Uh -huh. um, and he can probably hear all of it. Yeah. Probably. I'm like, we're not, stop with the goats. We're not riding the goats. Though I could take the goats because I am allowed two more animals. You are allowed two more animals. Akreya goes, um, what did he say is up ahead? Equine apes. Did I get it right? Yep. You did get it right. I'm going to write that down. 
because I feel like that's an animal that's going to come up again. So I'm going to make a guess, and you tell me if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Equine apes are centaurs, but with gorilla heads. <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Are they gorillas with horse heads? Yes. Oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> so uh, they are, um, we know them as Chilicotherum. I think is the is the name. This is a real animal that once existed. Okay. Um, they're called Chilicotherum. I think I think they're called Chilicotherum. Um, they are. Oh, don't worry, audience. I'm looking this up. So they are horse-like animals that um, had uh, that walked. They're they're odd-toed ungulates that had big clawed hands that they kind of walked on their knuckles. Y'all, these are horrifying. Yeah. So uh, they're big horses. That um that have, is not how I would describe this. It does have a horse head. It does have a horse like head. it's got like sloth arms. Yes. It's the it, head is a horse, the arm is a sloth. They are very literally oh, like a combination between a horse and an ape. And they are herbivores. Uh the equinapes are herbivores, but um they are at least the species around here are very territorial. Um, and they travel in herds, and you don't want to get in their way. Right. Um, because they have these big claws for, for raking uh, trees and, like, climbing trees to get to leaves. That's their sloth arms. Yeah. Um, so they have big muscular arms that end in long, sharp claws. Yep. And so you don't want to... Mess with them. Mess no. with them. No, you do not. Y'all, they're horrifying. <laughs> I, I was... I've been having a lot of fun looking at paleo art for this campaign. I'm sure you have. I can't look at this anymore, actually. Well, there's a herd of them up ahead. Yeah, well, this is terrifying, so... Uh, I would have had experience with this. Would you have? I have animal tracking. I am an animal owner, and I've done this for a long time. Oh, that's true. So, even if I haven't had direct experience with this, I would have known people who did, so I would have known some tips and tricks I think. Okay. Part of me wants to use like animal tracking, my my skill, because I have not used any of them. Um, but I don't really want to track the animal. I just kind of want to know if they're still there, which is different than tracking. Yeah. That's not the same thing. That seems to me like scouting and using right. your knowledge of them to scout. Right. Yeah. Which if you wanted to use your animal tracking skill, I would let you use your animal tracking skill to... Not so much follow them, but keep an eye out for tracks, spore, um, and, like, figure out where, like, scout where they could be. That, yeah, I'd like to do that. I, th- I think that sounds like it would fall under animal tracking. That feels right, yeah. That's how I would use it. Okay. Kind of so, how I was hoping to use it, actually. So for animal tracking, you use strength plus intelligence, and your target number is the topography. So that is still a seven, I believe. Eight. It was an eight? Yeah. You're so right. And you actually take minus one to that roll because this is your your extra skill. Yeah. That's much better. That's a 10. Nice. So, yeah. So, can you describe for me, like, um, scouting ahead for these equinapes? So, Osmer's not going to move fast. It's not Osmer's speed. Mm-hmm. It's not what Osmer does. Osmer's his own beast. Mm-hmm. With his own mind, and I can't make him do anything. Um, 
I just like gently ask. And most of the time he says yes, but every once in a while he'll throw a fit. Um, anyway, I can't make him speed up. I can't make him slow down. He's going to walk the way he walks. So I tell the kobolds to walk with him. Um, but I know that if the equinapes show up, I can say goodbye to Osmer. Not because they'll eat Osmer, but because he will he will use all of his strength. He will run so very fast and there will be no catching up to him. So it is in my best interest to not have to deal with these be- these apes, these equinapes. So I kind of, I'm, a, I'm ahead of the group like a little bit, mm-hmm. but I am doing like a deep scan. Like I am looking for broken branches. I'm looking for um, bark that's been like messed with. I'm, and I'm looking like deep on both sides of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um and the minute I see anything, I'm going to, like, inspect it further. I'm going to make them stop. Osmer will take any instance to eat, so that's not a problem. So that's kind of, like, it's a lot of stop and start. It's a lot of every time I see something a little bit suspicious, I walk over to it. I st- I make them stop. I inspect it a little bit more. Then I keep us going. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, you definitely find evidence of an, of an equinape herd uh, when... You start to see like big rakes down the sides of trees, and all the leaves cleared on the lower branches, and some of the some of the grass has been torn up, and there's like clumps, there's divots in the dirt on the side of the road. It definitely seems like a herd has passed through here recently, mm-hmm. and is like up ahead. Okay. As you keep going ahead, you actually see um, like one, like you can see in the distance one of these big massive equinapes kind of like lumbering across the road does this one that's lumbering look like it is just like meandering or does it look like it's like got a purpose nope it's just meandering it's kind of it's just like grazing yeah so if that one's grazing i feel like i can make the assumption that the others are also kind of grazing Mm -hmm. what i am picturing in my head if I were to continue going, is, like, you, you ever see those pictures of, like, sheep on, like, British roads? Mm-hmm. They kind of, like, clog it all up and yeah. you can't really do anything except wait for them to go? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm picturing, but with, like, horrifying, terrifying, like, murdering animals. Yes. I will. So, an equinape herd is smaller Yeah, I don't expect the, Yeah, I don't expect the same numbers. But, but. yes, that they're kind of just, like... They're they're hanging out. I think of like images where you see like a couple buffalo hanging out on a road. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the question then is, do I sit and wait it out, which could take quite some time, or do I try to cut around them by going in the forest? If I take that route, I have to decide: do I go on the side that they just came from? Or do I go on the side that they haven't gone to yet? If I, I know you all love listening to my thought process. (laughs) If I go on the side, because right now I'm kind of actually thinking that I might cut through the forest. If I go on the side that they came from, I run the risk of one, entering their territory. I don't feel like I know enough about them to know if that is their territory or if they're migratory in their territory. Like, can I pass through their territory without it being an issue? Or am I going to get this shit ripped out of me because they have claws? So there's that. I run that risk. I also run the risk of, like, running into one because they're, like, straggling. 
Or do I cut around them in the forest on the side that they probably haven't gone to yet? The issue there would be me running into one because they're like scouting ahead. Mm -hmm. And then the whole herd comes after me. The one that I see walking came out of the forest on my right and is walking to my left. Uh, I don't, I don't it, think it matters, but I, it, it, sure. I saw one walk out of one side of the forest and go to the other side. Yes. And you saw the side that it walked out of was the one that you've seen the most like signs of grazing. Right. So what we see, what we see is, um, we had stopped when we noticed that one meandering mm-hmm. and you as the audience member. See Marin stop dead in her tracks, stare at one side of the forest. Her lips are clearly moving, like mumbling to herself, but she's not making any sound. Then she stares at the other side of the forest and her lips are moving, but she's not making any sound. Then she stares straight ahead and then she repeats that process like two or three times. Okay, goes, um, Marin, uh, what Marin? I, I like move my hand behind me, like, shut up, stop talking. I'm clearly thinking. And... Very abruptly, Marin turns around and she goes, we are going to try the dumbest thing ever. And we are going to try to walk around them. I can't stress enough how much I need you to not mess this up. <laughs> you need to listen to me. And if I say run, you need to make sure you run in the direction that I'm telling you to go in. If you run in the wrong direction, I will let you get eaten. Do I make myself clear? They both are just kind of like staring up at you. <laughs> and um, Akraya looks to Sorrel and Sorrel looks to Akraya. And they kind of just look back and they go, okay. We are going to try and loop around them in the forest. We are going to be walking where they just were. You have to listen to me. I am going to be looking for some because there will probably be some. Oh, oh, okay. All right. And to be clear, Marin is not saying this because she thinks they're going to fuck up. She's worried they're going to fuck up, but she doesn't think they're going to fuck up. She is saying it because it needs to be said. And it is her biggest worry. She's like, oh my God, we're going to see one. And then... Sorrel is going to run right into it thinking that she can battle it. And that's going to be, I can't, I have to say these things out loud. They have to be said so that we can all agree that this is what's happening. So yeah, she doesn't actually think it might happen, but she's worried it might. And so she takes Osmer, who is an antelope and can handle woods, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do antelope live in the woods? It doesn't matter. This one does. <laughs> okay. Um, this one has at least experience yeah, with it. I, so yeah, Osmer is Osmer can handle himself. And he's a chunky boy. He's not like skinny with skinny little breakable legs like antelope. Yeah. It's more like deer. Yeah, he can deer, handle himself. Deer hang out in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, this feels like such a bad decision. She leads Osmer into the woods on the side that sh- they that she sees all the markings on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to give the she wants to give these equine apes a large berth. Mm-hmm. She does want to do that, but not so much that she can't get back onto the main road. Okay, um, so that's what's happening. Okay, can you give me a 
dex plus dex check uh, for sneaking. And I think that this is... Oh, uh, let's just make this a general check without a target number. Like, the higher you roll, the better you do. No, let's let's make it a difficulty number. Um, and let's make it a 7, which is a little difficult. Okay. So I'm aiming for higher than a 7. Yes. And I realize that dex is your lowest stat. Not anymore. Not anymore? Now, yeah, I, I was able to upgrade it. So oh, when you leveled up. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's not great. I only have a possible total of 12. So you've made this harder than the half. Okay. <laughs> All right. <gasps> I did it. You did it. I did it. I got it, guys. It was that speech. That speech helped. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, A, I think the speech did help because it let Akraya and Sorel not know not to mess around. Yeah. Um, and it, I think as you start like going into the woods, you do hear Sorel whisper, do you, th- do you think they m- are good to eat? <laughs> so, Marin's eyes get super wide and she like whips around and just stares at Sorel. Sorel's ears drop. <laughs> she turns around and starts scouting again. They probably would be good to eat, wouldn't they? Like, I, d- I doubt it. Like in it. general. I doubt it. You think so? I I mean, most people don't eat. Some people, I mean, horses eat in some cuisines, but not very many. Yeah, but they're not horses. They, they're not, like, they don't run like horses. They don't work like horses. That's true. I don't know. Do you think they would make good eats? I don't think they would do make pe- good eats. Do people eat gorillas? I, I think some people. I eat, mean, some people some, eat anything. Like some, again, some cuisines eat like primates, but not very many. Okay, so maybe they do. People eat sloths. I don't think people eat sloths. No, I mean pe- people eat everything. No, I know. Well, but I know, I but of, like in, but like in general, like I think people about eat like bird. The like, number of cuisines that eat lots of cuisines eat chicken. Right. Exactly. Lots you can, of cuisines involve chicken. You can like every just about every culture will have something with like chicken or fish. Yeah, or, every cuisine has fish. Yeah. Like that where fish is available. Right. Every cuisine has a fish dish. But not Okay, so then maybe they're not good. To, that was just like a general question. I just wasn't sure if maybe they would be good to eat or not. <laughs> well, so so here's a question. Like are some species of the equinape um domesticated? No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, are there species? Well, okay. Hold on. Are deer domesticated? So reindeer are domesticated, yeah. Or tamed? I'm See? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there are some some species of reindeer that are domesticated. I think you can consider reindeer domesticated. Are horses domesticated, or are they tamed? Horses are domesticated. Are we getting off track? I think we probably are. <laughs> All right. So, but this I, is a really good question, and somebody way smarter than me in what makes the difference between domesticated and tamed should answer this. I'm going to leave us on on this image. The, the The camera watches as Marin leads Osmer, Sorel, and Akraya um, into the woods, and we see like the uh, the the trees that have been kind of torn up by the um, the equinapes grazing and then the camera kind of rises above them and kind of like scans over the canopy of the trees of the canopy and we see this kind of path cut through the forest of like the grazing of the equinapes and we see the herd of equinapes kind of on the road to the north of Marin and uh, her troop 
And then on the other side, we see a large feathered saurian, like a Tyrannosaurus, mm. kind of mm -hmm. making its way, sniffing at the trees that have been clawed up by the equinapes, sort of sniffing, following the path that the equinapes have left. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Ryutama was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer. If it wasn't for him, you would just hear me like heavy breathing into this microphone constantly because that's all I do now is like heavy breathe. A lot of sighs that I'm always worried are loaded yeah. with emotion. And then I turn to you, I'm like, are you okay? Yes, I just can't breathe. I just can't. And it's just how I do my deep breaths now. I'm just like, that's <laughs> <sighs> just all the time. So if you didn't hear any of that, thank you, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemu's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, insert something, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. And it is just a nice gesture. And it's a nice thing to do while you're stuck at home and can't leave. Yeah, you don't, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Leave us a review. Yeah. It'll make us feel great. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going. Your support is very, very appreciated. If you would like to become a patron of the show and listen to Diana talk about bread, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash HeartPointsPod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain it and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod where Diana talks about bread and other things, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. For our Blood Gold series, patrons at our 1d6 HP level will be getting a random Pega title. I do want to float out there that I sometimes do try to talk about role-playing games on the campfire pod. Yeah, I know. We, we try to talk about relevant things but also usually we just talk about whatever you try to talk about relevant <laughs> things and i will respond to you i try to talk about k-drama that's that's fair if i can get everybody who listens to this to try a k-drama i will have succeeded in my mission to take over the world <laughs> what okay this episode we would like to thank two of our patrons we want to thank very much Robert Angus for their support, and we also want to extend a special thanks to Cameron, a well-known and dutiful Pega known as the Speaker of the Pearl. Thank you both very much, Robert and Cameron. And thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. Mm -hmm.